everybody. Alex Shaw, Jimbo Redmond with Scott Risk Performance. And we've got two, uh, two folks from RE Lee Companies with us today. And we have Marty and Kai. How are you guys? All right. Doing good. Good. So you guys are, are in Charlottesville, Virginia right now in the socially distanced in the, uh, in the conference room. And, and, uh, and I guess what we did was we, we took you off the heat of a job. So in, in some regard, um, you're very welcome for getting you in the AC. <laughs> what, uh, Marty, what, what job are you working on right now? Reed Wealth. It's a little tenant upfit over at Peter Jefferson place. Gotcha. And, uh, and you're, and you're, you're with, uh, operating. Lee. Ari Lee. Yes. That's right. Kai, how about you? Uh, I'm right now I'm working at the UVA expansion at the emergency room. And I'm working for uh, Piedmont Plaster and Drywall. Gotcha. Now, how, how long have you been working for, uh, for Piedmont Plaster and Drywall? I've been with Piedmont for nine years now. Gotcha. And I guess, I guess what it is is in the name, but you mind giving us a little synopsis about the type of work you do and, and uh, what's involved with that? Um, we mainly do metal stud framing, hanging drywall, finishing drywall, uh, ceiling grids. We do some woodwork, a little bit of specialty work when it comes, just depending on the job, if it's required. We've uh, installed bulletproof panels before, things such as that. We've done a little bit of GFRC panel work. So when all the, when all the plexiglass requirements came out for, for uh, businesses around here, you guys didn't really blink, I guess. No, not too much. How, we, how many, uh, how many folks are usually, are you, are you, uh, are you leading in the field? Um, at the moment, we have about 22 that we're watching at the moment. We've been as far as up to 60 to 80 before. Wow. That's incredible. And so Kai, while we're on you, you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and what your role is and where you grew up and the whole nine yards. Well, I'm a, an assistant superintendent for uh, PUPD right now. Uh, I grew up in Buckingham, Virginia. I've been working for Piedmont for nine years. I did uh, two years of trade school in high school. Also, uh, I've done a, my stepfather actually works for Piedmont as well. So before I got on with the company, I was doing a lot of side work with him when it came to drywall. That that says a little bit, you know, when you hear about family members being at the same company, I think it says a little bit about the company because unless you didn't like your family member, then you'd <laughs> <laughs> then maybe work at a rough place. You'd, you'd tell me it was the place to be. Uh, yeah, I've actually got to know a lot of the people that work in the company at a young age. So it was definitely good experience and knowledge from a young age. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So, um, Marty, how about you? What, what, uh, what, what, uh, what's a little bit of your back background and backstory? Uh, I'm from Orange. On your face now, so this has got to be good. <laughs> no, I've been with Ari Lee 41 years. Wow. wow. I come straight out of school working, and my background, my dad was in this type work. I got a brother that's superintendent for Lee also, so I'm from Orange County, so, and I'm a and you got superintendent. An orange shirt on. Sir? And you got an orange shirt on. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm a superintendent for Lee. How many? I've worked my way up from labor to superintendent, so I've, I've been around all the different trades from, because when I come to work for Lee, we did concrete, the metal studs, all of it. It was all RE Lee. Mm. It wasn't broke down, so have a little bit of knowledge on all of it. Well, you kind of have to if you're if you're doing upfits, right? You, you got to yeah. look into your hand in in a lot of different different places. What 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 kind of drew you into the lane of what you're doing now versus kind of going in another direction? You know, for for different parts of the company. Well, I don't know. I've always liked. I mean, I've came up as a carpenter, so I've liked working with my hands and I like seeing from start to finish. Mm. I like seeing the overall picture. Uh, looking coming out of the ground till you put the roof on and then finish the interior. So I like I like it all, all parts of that, of the general contractor. And so you guys, I mean, I guess you guys rub elbows a lot with, I mean, up and down the, 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 uh, the team, if you will, from engineers to architects to project managers to employees and you're navigating different personalities. Um, what are some of the more challenging, I suppose, dynamics that you have to run into um, in your position? I'd imagine, Kai, how long did you say you'd been a, an assistant superintendent? Yeah, I've been an assistant superintendent for going on two years now. Okay. And, and a lot of years in the field, though, and so in, in, in your world, there's a lot of um, great folks you interact with, a lot of kind of, should we say, conflict management or resolution strategies you got to employ. So what, what are some of the challenges that, that you navigate on a semi-regular basis, would you say? A big challenge right now in our side of the industry is uh, the – language barrier. We have a lot of people that work for us at the moment that don't speak English, that only speak Spanish. Thankfully, I'm lucky enough to be bilingual. My stepdad's actually from Mexico, so I was able to learn Spanish from him and as well as in school, so that benefited me. But I know as other superintendents we have, they have a hard time with the language barrier. I'm one of them. And I know that can <laughs> cause many conflicts on a the job there, as I've experienced that myself being the peacekeeper and interpreting for others. Huh. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think that's a common one we, we hear. And I'm encouraged by uh, what I'm gathering more and more. There are guys like you, Kai, who are, who are bilingual, who are able to, to bridge the divide and the gap a bit. Um, what about you, Marty? What's my biggest challenges on what, what I do? Yeah, what are some of what are some of the the challenges you you uh, you've run into over your forty years? Just kind of condense uh, that into a few minutes. Uh, I guess it's uh, I mean I have that same problem, but hey, you work around it. It's usually somebody like Kai that can speak, so I go get him to translate for me. But uh, I guess dealing with design and owners mm. a lot of times that's my biggest making all them happy. Uh, because sometimes you get some, I don't should I, how to rephrase this, some owners that's hard to please. Yeah, understandable. So, yeah, and just dealing with that and architects uh, scheduling, uh, typical uh, 
stuff like that. Uh, it's challenging, but it's part of the job, so you don't really stress on it a whole lot. Uh, you kind of go into it knowing that it's gonna you're gonna have these type problems, mm. keeping them happy and then scheduling and it's never enough time because most of the jobs nowadays I'll tell you you're already behind before you even get started and trying to get everything scheduled and brought in on time and then the owners changing their mind midstream so you got to back up and start all over again so it's stuff like that but it's part of the job so you deal with it and Ben and Greer is a smile and keep going. <laughs> well, I, I'm surprised neither one of you said working in today's COVID environment was the well, biggest challenge. Well, Kai's at the hospital. I did my tour of duty down there. Even before the COVID, you've got so much safety. So it's just part of it. Marty, what yeah, up? Oh, what was that, Kai? Yeah, when with the COVID and everything, we've we've just kept going one foot forward, do the best we can, and just keep on going along. Mm. And Marty, you you'd mentioned just dealing with different personalities and the different professionals and the dynamics there, and owners, architects, and um, what are, what are some of the things you've got to do? I'd imagine when changes come in, you got a group of folks who have executed on some of the work, and you got to go deliver the message that. We, they want the windows at a different height or, you know, they, they want the countertops in a different place or whatever it might be. Um, how do you deliver that message to your folks so that you don't lose production um, or, or really morale, most importantly, which informs production from your guys? Well, a lot of times you kind of, you go down, most, most guys in the field and like Kai and them framing, we kind of expect it. So, you know, we, we kind of, me, I, I always, I'm looking, hey, you know, this guy's wishy-washy, you know, try to, try to get the crew stinking that way. You know, we might have to change this. This is what he says, trying to keep them all upbeat. And like I said, because Kai's did work with me. I've worked with him and uh, just kind of doing that, you know, I guess a, between all of us, I say, you know, that guy's crazy. He's going to change his mind. So be prepared. So just kind of make make joke or light of it, just trying to keep them all uh, on an upbeat because it, it happens on every job sooner or later. You think you're at a point and everybody's done uh, hustled, and then all of a sudden, hey, they come back and change us. We got to tear this wall and move it. So, yeah. But – I mean, we all, if you've been in it long enough, you kind of expect it. You know it's going to happen. It's going to happen just when it, when it happens. Huh. Something's going to change. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things Jimbo and I have talked about for, for some time now, for individuals and for organizations, is how important it is to be adaptable. And it sounds like to be a good team player in you guys' environment, you have to kind of show up every day prepared to change course pretty quickly. Yes. Now, Kai, what, when, when you think about your role and what you do on a day-to-day, -day, what, what makes a good day for you? What, what are the parts of the job that you really, really just dig into and enjoy? 
the main thing I like is when I get to go out, when I'm in the field and I get to look around and see it, all the production that my guys have gotten done and that they're, that they're enjoying their day. They're not having anybody that's bothering them or they're not upset. I really enjoy that. And then I also enjoy too when we have owners that show up and look and they're saying that they're pleased by the work so far, that the schedule's going well, that there's no issues. And if there are issues, as long as they're minors, that's, that's fine. But for the most part, I just enjoy being out there with the guys, making sure they're enjoying their day and learning as much as they can, as well as me learning from them as well. Hmm. What, what are some of the things, Kai, that you would say over the years? And I'm sure I'm, the problem with this question is I'm sure there's so many things, it's hard to pinpoint one. But, but what are some of the things you might say you've learned from some of your guys in the field over the years, whether it's – technical or just personal or how you interact with them or you know anything along those lines a lot of what I've learned is uh is when it comes to the problem solving when we're trying to figure out a way okay perhaps this wall can't go right in this exact spot because there's a pipe or a duct or a steel beam that's blocking it these guys have worked on uh, several other jobs without us and they've seen ways that they fix these issues on those jobs. So they'll come up with their ideas. Mm. And that's something that I've learned is, I guess necessarily, I don't always have to find a solution. Sometimes some of these guys, if we just stop and listen and talk to each other, they could actually come up with a very good solution as well. Yeah. So what I love that that's what you said, because I, I think that, that, that field work is tremendously I don't want to say underappreciated in the sense that people don't appreciate it, but I mean in the sense that people don't appreciate some of the innovation that happens, the ingenuity that happens and has to happen every single day um, in, in order for the work to get performed. And, and we talked to, to clients a lot about, you know, kind of upper management, make sure you're engaging your frontline superintendents and employees. Cause you know, a lot of times in the risk and safety world, we run up, run up against, obstacles and we don't know what the solutions might be and people kind of bang their head against the wall and our contention is you know if we if we tapped into the to the frontline workers my guess is they're going to have a lot of ideas for for some of the areas where we can um, fine-tune if you will and and it's interesting to hear that as you move into the field that same dynamic is playing out among you and some of the guys that are working with you yeah I mean it's definitely it's always nice when you get your employees to get involved with the conversation on it. That, that also shows you that, you know, that they actually care and they're putting their best foot forward to try to do the best work that they can for, for us, which then falls on the company and makes all of us look better. Mm. Marty, you were nodding your head on the get, get employees kind of engaged in the conversation. I do the same thing with my guys. Hey, we've got this to do. This is what I see. How do y'all see us? going I, I try to involve everybody uh because they're my idea is not always the right one or the best solution I, I involve all all my guys when i when it comes to that so well you everybody's you got a, their own way of doing things and as long as it's done safely and productively so well you've been doing a long time so have you have you had the benefit of somebody who, who valued your ideas um, along the way? I'm sure you've seen both. I'm sure you've oh, seen yeah. people who, 
only knew their way and and didn't. Oh, oh yeah, I've I've been on the other side there too. My input in before I come up, uh, <laughs> and I've had to deal with some project managers that you had to step gingerly to get them to see your ideal. So, uh, so I've been on both sides of that, but I do involve my guys because it does make productive productivity better too. Yeah, well, I, so it's interesting because it, no matter what world you operate in, there's just too much for any one person to know. I mean, it just there yeah. really is. And so I think it's not only a, a smart strategy, it's a wise strategy. And if you want to do a good job and end up with the, with, with the nice finished product, tapping into that, you know, into the intellectual capital you got is a, is a key thing to do. I think Jimbo was kind of leading into this a bit, Marty, but, do you remember a mentor along the way, somebody who I think you mentioned maybe your father had, had been in the, a little bit of the business, and so maybe I misheard. but No, he, he did. He, he got out of it when I was coming into it, but I was around it all my life. Yeah. He actually got me to come to lead, and he got out of the business. So. But uh, my uncle, I worked with my uncle, which is his brother more, coming up, so in the old ways and I've worked with a lot of old carpenters coming up and they had their own little ways of doing things and teaching. So what, but yeah. What are some examples of, of some of the old ways and of teaching that you might be able to share? Well, they were kind of hard and I don't know if they'd go over good nowadays. You pretty well, I've worked with one that uh, you just helped him. He didn't tell you very much. And he would uh, say, now you go over here and do do what I was doing. And he would watch you. So you had to pay attention to what he was doing and saying. And then he'd come by and, and the only time he would say anything if you were doing it wrong. So you didn't know. <laughs> and then, the, like I said, my uncle, in certain ways he did things. You know, back in we used nails. And you better make sure all the nails were turned the right way when you handed them to him. Because he'd <laughs> drop them on the floor. So. <laughs> Which was a good uh, learning experience because if you put them all willy-nilly in your apron, you go putting your hand down and they stick you. So, you know, stuff like that, the old ways. You, but we don't use hand nails anymore. Everything's either screws or air, so but I've had him dump them on the floor several times on me when I was coming up. You turn them all the right way and hand them to him. So it was stuff like that. Then just, I don't know, old ways, like I said, you had to pay attention. A lot of the old partners didn't, they had to see if you were willing to learn before they would take you under your wing. So mm. it was stuff like that. Kai, how about you? What uh, what any any folks that kind of mentored you along the way, and what are some of the things you remember about that? And and then maybe to to Marty's point, to Jimbo's question, maybe some maybe don't name names, but some 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 types of leading that maybe didn't you didn't jive with that well. Uh yeah, I was kind of the same way. My dad got me into the whole construction. We were building clubhouses and garages at home and also all of his brothers worked in construction and still do it at this moment so we would all go out and do jobs together 
out in Roanoke and all over Virginia. And uh, yeah, he pretty much got me into construction at a very young age, probably 12 years old, started working out around the house, doing things with him. As far as, uh, I mean, I've had a few superintendents that I had a hard time with, but I just bit my tongue and just kept going forward to do the best I could to continue continue on. My dad kind of instilled that in me at a young age that you're going to run into some guys that's going to be difficult to work with, but you got to be an adult and keep going. Those are wise words <laughs> for, for any business, no matter, yeah. what, no matter what you do. Well, Guys, I, uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time today to, to talk with us. Um, maybe, maybe one final question for both of you, and that would be if you could, if you could say anything to superintendents across the, you know, across the spectrum who might be tuning into this, what, what suggestions or maybe what advice from mistakes you've made or positives you've seen would you, would you offer to them? Hmm. What would you? I guess my main thing would be, or as far as in my experience, especially with the way that the industry is now, is just to be patient with the guys. Try to be understanding. And the more positive you can be with your guys, even if there is a mistake or something is to happen, the more positive you are, the better off the job's going to be. Mm-hmm. Some people might not consider morale to be a very serious thing, but it really is when it comes to your job site. Your guys are happy and working and happy. They're going to be a lot more productive than if they're upset or mad. You want you want everyone to enjoy their day at work. Yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, you be you got to be flexible. Uh, and uh, I mean, my thing is that and uh, safe, clean job site keeps everybody happy. And I agree with Kai there. The day goes by better if everybody's happy and joking uh, and everybody's getting along. It it makes for a whole lot more enjoyable and pleasant job if everybody's getting along and all that uh, and and safety. I mean, that's my thing, too. Everybody gets to go home in the evening. Yeah, I guess you've never heard time – Time flies when you're having a bad time. Mm, sure don't. <laughs> well, thank thank you guys again uh, for taking the time with us this morning, Jimbo. Anything to add from your end before we round this out? No, I think it's um, you know it, it's good and refreshing to hear just people that that have come up through the ranks and and recognize that you know the value of teamwork and the value of a a positive work environment. And I think those are things that a lot of people, I think, just take for granted. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's good to hear that there are people out there working to make that happen. So we appreciate appreciate you guys sharing your history of the years and, you know, appreciate the work that you guys do in the field. Mm-hmm. And with that, for, uh, for the folks listening in, Maybe the lesson for today is stay flexible and stay positive, especially when it's directed towards your, towards your folks that you're leading. Marty, Kai, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Thanks for taking the time, and we will, uh, we will catch you soon. Mm-hmm.